Now, I know you don't go in the sun very often, but have you ever noticed that there's a stink difference in your sweat when you sweat from being out in the sun versus sweat from just being hot in the inside? Have you ever noticed this? <laughs> a different smell? Yeah, like... Like it's just stronger? Like the sweat I've got now from being in the sun earlier smells more like it was cooked more than it's just like well, that sounds delicious. body odor. So it's better. I, yeah, it is better. It's like, it's the, it's not like. It's the smell of a hard working man. <laughs> more, I wear a steel hard yeah, hat. It's more like hard working man as opposed to like. I don't uh, know why I made Brooks and Dunn sound so heavy. That was very weird. Brooks and Dunn has always been known to be the heaviest man of all time. But like. I think uh, sweating from being inside and just being lazy and it's just hot inside is more like a... Or just because you're fat like, and you have crevices. It's like more like a ham, like stink sweat. That's like a cheese smell is yeah, what I think. cheese smell, that's it. Oh, you know, like when you sit all day? <laughs> sure. And is then you got cheese about? taint. <laughs> I think the other day, it was like Friday. Yeah, because I was... I <laughs> Everything... <laughs> yeah, that fucking shit went down on Friday and I was in a bad mood like a lot of people. And I thought to myself... I don't even want to take a fucking shower. And I told you this until I went to the bathroom and smelled my cheese taint and was like, ooh, I'm taking a shower tonight. <laughs> I've always called my t- taint tunt. I've always called my taint. <laughs> Here's you my fucking- cunt. Here's my tunt. <laughs> Man, she was being a fucking tunt. Um, I've always said mine smelled like mustard. <laughs> You don't even know what mustard smells I know. like. It just put a mustard. And that would be way better than. I feel like bo. Often, if maybe it has to do with having a, it has to do with having a bad uh, diet. That's definitely part oh, of it. Oh, for sure. I've thought about that. Like the the I've thought bo about is that worse for my, and different. I've thought about that for my sweat and my cum. <laughs> You've been tasting a lot of your cum. No, but I haven't been tasting any of my well. I guess I smell my sweat, but I just always think like if I ate better, like more fruits and vegetables, I would smell better and my cum would probably taste better. So are you, are you telling me you have a, you have a smelly cum? I, I'm saying it t- it's never been, it's never been tasting. I know. It's, I know but, that but part. But cum is not tasty. Not ta- I think it can be. I don't know. I, I know that it can if I be enough made pineapple. better. Okay, bearable. <laughs> Is that what they mean? There's no way it tastes good. There's no way like someone's like, oh, give me some of that cum. <laughs> According to that Arrested Development episode, spicy food makes a man's cum taste good. Do you remember that? <laughs> it sounds like a man who eats has good taste in cum, and it sounds like a man made that up. Can cum taste Ooh, what a conversation. For most people, the taste of semen is mild and inoffensive. Not from what I've heard. People have described the flavor as bitter, slightly salty, sweet, or metallic. There is no right or wrong way to feel about semen. Some people enjoy swallowing or tasting a partner's semen while others feel uncomfortable doing so. Now you shake your head yes instead of no like you've been doing on the last part. No, absolutely yeah. fucking not. You're, you're uncomfortable doing so, when you would say Absolutely. So. <laughs> what the fuck? I've also never been with a man who takes care of himself. <laughs> so apparently that's part of it as well. 
<laughs> Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Nasty Cum Tasting Sam. <laughs> Sam loves tasting that cum. And we are a review podcast. And today we have three types of cum in front of us. And we are going to taste and rate them. Are these by race or by uh, diet? Are you all right over there? <laughs> oh, man. You made me laugh with the uh, three cum thing. Both. Oh. Here we have... <clears throat> We have a... Uh, Watch yourself, counselor. <laughs> first of all, you need to calm down. We have Hawaiian Juan, who lives on a steady diet of spam and corn dogs. Okay. So far, disgusting cum. All right. We have... Salvadorian... <laughs> Eduardo. It doesn't make sense at all. I thought you were going to say Salvadorian Sylvester. Sal. Oh, Salvadorian Sal. Okay, well, we'll do Salvadorian Sal. Right. He loves hummus, and he also loves split pea soup. Oh, I'm out. I'm All still right. out. Hopefully this last guy eats a lot of Starburst and Skittles. This last person <laughs> does eat a lot of Starburst because he has a lot of issues with his blood sugar levels. We have Zach Broren's cum. <laughs> Mm, that one tastes the best. <laughs> the first cum was too salty. The second cum was too bitter. The third cum tasted just right. So how's golfing with Zach Ben? <laughs> Real tasty. <laughs> All right, Sam. Why are we here oh, today? Sure. I, I, I got. I put on fake hair. I did my makeup. Like there better be a fucking video from this episode. I swear, I need to find some kid. Who Don't I can trust just kids. Send the, not a child. I meant like a 19-year-old who I can pay very cheaply. You could just teach me. To send. I've uh, Really? I've offered to teach and then we never do it. I don't want to sit in that it. fucking room. There has to be a better way. There has to be a better way. Of actually physically well, you doing it. have to use it. my Mac then because it's the only. Okay. Well, I can sit in front of the TV and do that. The TV. But then what am I going to work on? Oh, I'll, I'll call. I don't know, <laughs> shrinking your asshole back to a normal size. <laughs> It'll never get back to where it once was. Not with all the golf balls you can now fit inside there. Oh, boy. So why uh, are we here We're today? here to talk about, finally, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it took this long. It almost took as long to listen to Black Sabbath, which took way too long as well. Uh, I'm a fucking idiot. I'd say it took a lot longer than it took to listen to Black Sabbath, because that was a while ago. I know, but, like, for me, Black Sabbath should have been, like, fourth. But anyway, we are listening, as you know, because you clicked on this episode, to Allison Chain's debut album, which I found out today, Facelift from 1990, August 21st, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, year first. The big debut. What? You went year first. 1990. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I forgot. <laughs> it's <those>. very odd. <laughs> Don't point it out. It threw me off. I thought we were I in a different country like a, or something. Almost like a Britishman. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, a Britishman says it like that. But Allison Chains, baby. Yeah, 90. I'm just going to get the album started because as of lately, we love cruising and bruising. And here we go. First song, We Die Young. Yeah, listen to that crunchy guitar tone. Ooh. Hate it. Yeah. Well, you don't like that? I don't, I don't know. Ooh. That is the epitome of a man trying to sound tough. Tough guy. Ooh, yeah. I'm a... Yeah. I thought it was just trying to sound goofy and dumb. Because I know they're all uh, very playful and goofy and dumb. So the first time we listened to this was also not a great day. 
Okay. And we were driving. Oh, yeah. And I thought it would be a good time-wise to listen to it. And my initial listen, I thought that this was, I even said that this was very exhausting. Yeah. To when, me. when we got done with the album, you said something that made me go, what? Yeah. And I think that that had more to do with the day okay. and the events of the day. All right. We'll leave that to the side for now. I'm not going into <laughs> detail. Okay. Uh, but that sucked a lot. And right. uh, I wasn't, I just felt very kind of defeated and in a weird place. And uh, the album kind of exhausted me the first time I heard it. So uh, it was definitely a lot easier after that i know a handful of these songs absolutely for sure i believe i said at the end of the last episode that i personally prefer my allison chains a little bluesier like i love their unplugged uh so there but there were also a couple songs that i didn't recognize were done on the unplugged because they sounded so different really their original version yeah there's there's a maybe well, they do just a lot one. of these songs yeah but there's one in particular i don't know if I remember which one it was. but it's, uh, it's always a very interesting peak for me when it comes to Alice in Chains and you because you're so much more familiar with the Unplugged album. Like, that's your main go-to. That's what you know. It would be, but I also listen to a Greatest Hits. So, like I said, yeah. and I've listened to the radio before. So I've been listening to these albums in full length for quite a while. So all versions of these songs are familiar to me. And, like, it's very interesting to hear your perspective of, like, because, like, I prefer, yes. there's songs from the acoustic album that I prefer album version-wise, which you do not. Like, uh, dun, 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 yeah. I prefer the album version, the one where he does that where weird. And he yes. starts really oh, high. Sorry, I didn't catch it, but we're just going to keep listening Man to in it. a box. Man in a box. But, yeah, I like where he's like, Ow. Oh yeah! Oh like yeah! I like it. Uh, by the way, "We Die Young" was uh, a single. This okay. was also a single. This Went was to number eighteen on the main rock charts. Now I thought Allison Chains was much more popular than uh, it actually was. I don't feel like they were because they never came across my my. Uh, I don't. I don't remember when I was actually introduced to them. I don't know if it was Beth. I don't know if it was just starting to hang out around people and listen to different music, but I don't feel like for me that they were ever like, I didn't know about them from listening to the radio or which I was listening to pop radio. So that's yeah. part of it. Oh yeah. Cause I'm going to get ready to mention the radio. <laughs> and also not, I, I guess I wasn't watching videos like this. And also these were like more early nineties. Absolutely. I, I mean, this came out in 1990. <laughs> I didn't have MTV and as a five-year-old wouldn't have, this wouldn't appeal, have appealed to me at all. And I didn't have parents who listened to this, not until I was older. Like I, I used to listen to my dad's greatest hits, yeah. but I was like 18 then. But I'm sorry. So give me some facts about was, how this is actually. Actually, what? <laughs> I don't know. Seen by music lovers. Uh, I mean, for me, Allison Change was so much bigger because a go-to radio station was WBN at one point. It's not now at all. But our local like rock radio station was WBN. Which would play like Metallica and it Black Sabbath. Does. AC, it's so much and ACD. ACDC and Alice in Chains, which I like, remember Brewster coming out. I remember that being like the first click in of like, oh, Alice in Chains, because my brother is getting into alternative music. He's shaving his head, all except from the 
except for the front part and letting that be long and then putting Kool-Aid in it to change colors and then sweating on the pillow sheets and turning those colors as well. Uh, so for me, for some reason, it was always like embedded in my world. Like Alice and James, they're huge, right? Like I remember going over to my Uncle Minnow's house and he'd be like, yeah, they come to snuff the rooster. I was like, man, even Minnow likes Alice and James. This is wild. So for me, and I remember Bob telling me that like, that one song where he's like, ah, that they, uh, he was, they were pinching him in the studio to get him to scream. And of course, I was young enough to believe it. Yeah, it's just such a dumb thing that someone would say to make a kid <laughs> be like, really? <laughs> so then when I look up, uh, it, dumb, peaked, Bob. it peaked number 42 on the top Billboard 200. I was like, wait, what? The album? The album. Okay. I would. I was thinking like fourth. I'm not surprised by that. I, Especially being their first album. I'm finding out that it wasn't as big as either. And then I wonder if I'm thinking of later Alice in Chains, like you just said. Like Grind? Like Grind or Rooster. I think Rooster was a big fucking deal for them. Yeah, Rooster. A lot of people who don't necessarily listen to stuff like this yeah. would probably like Absolutely. Rooster. And this is like the grunge is just starting. Alice in Chains is like early in on the grunge movement. They're one of the forefathers of this. It's like Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, and Nirvana. Yeah, but I hate... I still don't classify Nirvana They're as from grunge. the area. I know. They're the Seattle grunge, and then sometimes STPs thrown in there, and sometimes not, even though they are also from the area. So I think this album... I think this album helped start that scene, and then by the time they come out with the next album, I think they are kings of the scene, and there's more kids involved in it now. You're seeing more flannel shirts than you've ever seen in your life at this point within like two years so i do want to say that since the way that this kind of how it wasn't stopped i feel like there wasn't enough focus on the very beginning of the song i think the intro of the song to the song dun, dun, dun. oh yeah it's very powerful dun, dun. and we ever watch live videos of this son of a bitch singing he's hitting higher notes than this album version like when he's actually doing the rock and roll shows and not unplugged, he's hitting like two notes higher than the other note. Isn't on it certain spots? Wild how when some people do drugs, they ruin their life, and some people make beautiful, beautiful things, and then also ruin their life. It's uh, it's interesting because he there was so is, good. Well, he was well, yeah. He's a talent that he was already far above other people. So I think like, he was better than Jerry. He vocally oh, was better sure. than I Jerry. Mean, I'm even putting him with other singers. Like okay. This man had a lot of natural self-control with his throat. A lot of people have to learn that. I think for some reason he was a freak that just grew up talking in a way that supports the diaphragm. They say that people that are like really, really good singers, they grew up talking that way and never realized it. That's just how they figured out how to talk is very similar to the way they speak because a lot of people speak from the top of their chest. Mm-hmm. They don't speak from the whole thing because if he did, it'd be more resonant and you'd sound more loud. So I wonder if he's one of those. But it's funny you brought up the drugs. That drugs seem to have this buffer or this zone where they're kind of helping you out. <laughs> yeah, they're for c- some people, they're not everyone. They're kind of you though. like elite. And then, but you already have to have something you special. Have to, absolutely, I this think, is just making him go into places that, like, mentally that maybe he wouldn't have gone before. But then it's that always that sliding scale where you find 
Now I've gone too far. Now I'm a mess. Or now I'm Michael Jackson and I'm dead. <laughs> or I'm Lane Staley and I'm dead. Yeah. It's it's wild. It's almost like if you could just figure out, just do drugs for six years, then wean out, and then smoke some pot, maybe drink a beer here and there, but fucking wean out. I'm still 100% <laughs> if I get to 70 then all bets are off. <laughs> I'm going to have to deal with a 71-year-old heroin addict lady. First of all, <laughs> I'm not getting to 70. But if I get to 70, then yeah, I'll do whatever fucking drugs I want to do. God damn it. So I'm not dealing with a heroin addict 71-year-old. We're not still going to be together. <laughs> we had to restart this podcast. <laughs> you like to you could like to go behind the curtain and show and tell people what's up. We had a full-on argument. We might have gotten into it. <laughs> and we, we started this episode and had to redo it. And I'm going to tell you what. Way this one better. was better. <laughs> worth it <laughs> absolutely let's move on to another single there it is are you serious cranking them out i'm yes. shocked sea of sorrow number 27 on the main rock charts now they did four singles not all of them charted they did we die young which we've already heard man in the box which charted at 18 now sea of sorrow charted at 27 and we'll get one more i can't believe that this was a single i'm truly shocked i've never heard it on the radio oh, or anything i haven't either no I like this song, but I've never heard it on anything that was, like, popular, you know? I think what was hard for me on the first listen, based on, like, the state of mind that I was in, there are... The overall theme is, like, just darkness when oh, I yeah, listen yeah. to Alice in Chains. There's this, like... Because I can't always understand what's being said by him either. It's just... <laughs> But you can feel that there is like a pain and a darkness and a sadness and uh, we're just coping and we're just pushing through. There's a weight. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why I said that it was exhausting because it felt like I'm already in this low place. You're trying to push me lower. Yeah. And I just can't handle this anymore. Which is why I immediately put on and like a high tempo Foo Fighters song after that because I was like I need something that's just like Jesus Christ remind me that there's light in this world again (laughs) I really felt like that so Um, they are definitely good at putting the weight on your chest Mm -hmm. even if you don't know what they're saying there is something about these sounds that go oh yeah they're not happy (laughs) it's weird it's like a bluesy doom yeah it is uh, oh, I read this uh, quote from someone earlier. It said somebody was talking to Jerry Cantrell about it's right before they were recording this that. album. Hold on. Oh. There are parts of this that remind me more of like 80s music than yeah. I realized. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's little tinges and it's little things that are like, okay, that sounds like it's different from the rest of the song. I mean, they're probably recording this early 1990 or late 89. But there's there's also like a real bar sound oh, to them. Oh yeah, there's smoking going on. There's a lot of smoking oh, is, in a dingy bar. Well, I should have said instead of a bar, this is a smoky bowling alley. Yep. This is where you go. You're you're young. Everyone else is an an adult, or you're people 15, are underage. You know, and drinking you go smoke and smoking, and you go here. You just feel like I'm a good kid, but I hang out with kids who make rougher decisions, which oh, is yeah. how I've always been. Yep. I've always hung out with metal kids and kids getting in trouble and stuff, and I was always you don't want to be in trouble, uncomfortable, and really nervous in those situations, uh, and that was how I felt. 
when I listen to this also. Like, it just put me in so many weird, uncomfortable places that I'm just like, this is... I need a cleanser. I need to go listen to some NSYNC for a little bit. But how amazing. What such power that they can do that, that they can actually make you feel it. So upon the second listen, when I enjoyed it more, I still listened. I immediately went and listened to the MTV Unplugged album. Because <laughs> I was just like, oh, that feels so much better. <laughs> it's like, I, but I consider... There, some there are a handful of MTV unplugs that I think are fucking fantastic. I, the only one that I've ever really clung on to was the House and Chains one. Well, I made you listen to the Mariah Carey one. Don't remember that. <laughs> and I made you watch it once, and you said you got a little better perspective. I guess actually seeing it. Oh, was that okay? Wasn't like her. She was like really, really nervous or something. It was like her first. TV performance okay, or something because yeah. she had done two albums and she was oh yeah she wasn't a, like a live performer and everyone said that she couldn't do it so that was kind of her way yeah. to strip it down and be like I can do this and then Trey Lorenz with a voice like an angel but then I also really like the Stone Temple Pilots one I think that one is really good as well oh, I don't remember that at all I thought the Jay-Z one was interesting but I never really got into it yeah and then uh, there was also a Lauren Hill one huh I don't remember any of them but the Allison Chains one and uh Oh, wait, this is the same one. I was going to say, uh, Alice Jane's bass player wrote, Friends Don't Let Friends Get Friends Haircuts because they knew Metallica was in the crowd. But anyway, I was going to say about Jerry Cantrell, you said it's like uh, Blues Doom. Oh, I'm sorry. I went way away from yeah, that. I was clinging on to it the whole time. I'm sorry. Uh, blues Doom. Now, Doom Metal, we can say that Black Sabbath, they all kind of... It's, the basis is Black Sabbath. How slow and low can you get it? Yeah. So somebody told Jerry Cantrell, Metallica took Black Sabbath and made it fast. You took Black Sabbath and made it slow again. That's how somebody described uh, Jerry Cantrell's playing. And I kind of got to agree because everything is in that blues scale. That's why it sounds so bluesy. That's why it sounds so smoky. And doomy. Yeah, it's all in a minor pentatonic scale. Every... Alice Chain song I've ever learned. It's all been in blues scale. So are they big Sabbath fans then? Is I that safe really to assume? I would assume so. I mean, at that point in rock and roll, <clears throat> if you're getting into that type of music, you probably love Black Sabbath. Nowadays, I don't know because there's so many like metal bands and rock bands. Who this knows? Is a long fade out. Oh yeah. <laughs> By I mean, the that, way, that song is five minutes and fifty seconds. So. That's just still fading out. It's such a long fade out. It's uh, weird. I wonder how long they actually recorded for. <laughs> we recorded for seven minutes just going. Fade outs are so interesting because it's truly we don't know how to end the song. Yep. And then we have to figure something out by the time we play this live. Yep. Or live, you've already been playing it and you've always gone, no, it always transitioned into this song. We don't, it's never had an ending. It's just always went into this next song. Or it was always our end, and we went. Take your Eighties. Oh, you said the eighties about his drumming earlier. I thought you were gonna be like, I thought I love this. I love that part because it's just pause and only the drums. Um, well, and it's not even that part is what originally made me feel that way. There's. There's one. There are one or two times in this, like other than that, that 
I just kind of get that. <laughs> Some of the guitar feeling. riffs are eighties too. Like, yeah, anything that's that came out in nineteen ninety was it's still bleeding from eighties. All eighties still. <laughs> but I was gonna say the drummer's hand was broken during the recording of this album. So he took. Def Leppard lessons. Uh, he, they, oh, oh, come on, I, I compute, compute. I don't remember what the band's name was, but they were getting a, somebody from another band that they were friends with to try and fill in, and he was just going to tell them what to play and like show them how to get the feel and stuff. And everybody agreed, the feel is gone. You are the feel, this Sean Kinney guy. And eventually, he just said, "Give me a couple weeks," and he just like then he cut the cast off in studio. And just kept icing his hand in between takes and just fucking went through it. He was like, I have to do this. This is our big break. The record company that put this out, I can't remember who it is, maybe Columbia. <clears throat> this was like their thing. They knew they had something special. And they like put so much resources into this band to record this first album. And then the guy had a broken hand. So he was like, can't let this get in the way. <laughs> this is like the beginning of my life, which it pretty much was because Allison Chains... They're still popular. I mean, they're still a rock and roll staple. Yeah. I mean, if you like... They went a while without replacing Lane, right? A long time. I mean, how could, it's kind of weird. I think it's still weird. All right, we're going to move on to the next song. The song's called Bleed the Freak. And guess what? It's the fourth single. First four songs. They made the singles. Which I can't imagine this being a single either. I love these guitar lines and stuff, but... Songs like Man in the Box just have that catchiness, and there's a reason it was a top song. But I like all these songs, so I don't want to talk too much shit. By the way... Just uh, be open. By the way, if you don't know, the band members are Lane Staley on vocals, Jerry Cantrell playing guitar, Mike Starr playing bass. We can talk about him if you'd like in a minute. And uh, Sean Kinney playing drums. I love... I loved, loved, loved... VH1 trash. I think that that has to be what turned me on because I never liked Survivor or any of that. It had to be like trash. Yeah, you need people for me to acting like it. at their worst behavior. <laughs> yeah. So I was familiar with Mike Starr from Celebrity Rehab. Yeah, Celebrity Rehab. That's when I first learned of Mike Starr's name at all. But before that, it was just. Allison Chains was one of those bands where it's like, I knew the singer. I knew the singer and the guitar player. And unfortunately, they were one of those bands where I just didn't figure out who else played things. It's kind of like in Soundgarden. I only know two guys' names in that. You know two guys in that band? I know one guy in that band, and he's not in the band anymore. <laughs> I believe that one guy's name is Kim Thayil. Ah. Yeah, the guitar player. Uh, but anyway. I'm thinking Chris Cornett. <laughs> oh, boy. But Mike Starr, what was he, like a heroin addict? Uh, something, I think so. Something like that. And it was very interesting because he, he would give insight to, like, stories with Lane and, like, how fucked up Lane was by the end of it and how much of a mess he was and that they would get in arguments all the time about, like, one person would take pills that the other person didn't like. It's like, but they're both still a fucking mess. Yeah, he got kicked out. Wasn't it? It was pretty soon, right? Got he kicked only- out of the house? I know, out of the band. He was only... Mike? He only did, like, a couple albums with them, right? I, he did get removed. I know that. Because I don't think he's the one who played on the acoustic. No. <laughs> he wasn't there anymore for that. For the Unplugged. Was was that this recording that we talked about come? 
<laughs> yes. Okay. My last Google <laughs> search was can come taste good. All right. Who am I, I knew I? that oh. was going to come back to haunt you. Mike Starr. Mike Starr. I know he's dead now, right? Yeah, he died a while ago. Which From is, drugs, he which relapsed. Which sucks because I liked him on the show when he wasn't fucked up. And when he was fucked up, he was a complete asshole. I liked and him he on was the show. horrible. But when he was sober and his mind was straight and he wanted to get better, he was like, you see why he wanted to, people wanted to be around him. Let's see. He died in 2011. Jesus Christ. I thought it was earlier than that. Woo. But that's, what, 11 years now? Uh, I thought it was yeah. more than that. Man, he was only 44. Career. Wait, discography. Let's see. Facelift. Sap. Dirt. That's it. He's out by After Dirt in 1992. I mean, he's on some... That's pretty soon, though. If this was their first album and he was out yeah. his two or three years as far as the album coming out, I don't know when the band actually formed. Uh, I don't know either. I didn't do a lot of Alice in Chains band research this time. but I'll look it up um, since it's, you're manning I the sounds. About, I forgot about the Sap EP. So he's like doing this one album and then doing that Sap little... Is it an LP when it's short? <laughs> uh, did one of those and then... It's a, Dirt and he's or an EP. It's an EP. EP if it's that's short. short. I think so. I can never keep those straight. The Marshall Mathers, is it Marshall Mathers LP? Or does it be long play? But doesn't E stand for extended? Here. Oh my god. EP is extended in the sense that it's longer than a single. LP uh, in music means long play and is a full length album. Gotcha. So finally, <clears throat> the world has been cleared up for me. So I was correct. It is EP. Let's right. go back to looking at I'm gonna, an Alice in Chains. I'm going to go to the next song. We've heard all the singles, ladies and gentlemen. So from here on out, they had no faith in themselves. 1987. So they were. it took three years to get this album together. And it says Makes that sense. Mike Starr was replaced by Mike Inez. A mic for a mic. I like it. <clears throat> uh, Wouldn't it have been interesting if it were a mic for an Ike? <laughs> <laughs> those are f- disgusting. My, I can, Mike and Ike's? Yeah. yeah. I don't like those licorice, things either. Licorice candy. Yeah, oh, that's licorice? Yeah, it's like candy-coated licorice candy. Huh, I didn't know that. Uh, what was I going to say about this fucking thing? Mike Star. Mike Star. <laughs> I don't remember. Fuck. He had pretty long curly hair. Uh, I really like the tones on this album, too. I always talk about tones, but like... It's funny because the snare drum still has that leftover 80s reverb. Let's do it. It's real big. What's your name? <laughs> By the way, the album, the name is called I Can't Remember. <laughs> the song? Yes. Uh, now, were there a couple songs on here you weren't familiar with? Oh, yeah, for sure. Was this one of them? Correct. I'm kind of wondering what you think about songs you hadn't heard from Alice James before. If it needs to kind of be buried in already. I, well, on the first listen, I wasn't into it. I yeah. was like, maybe, and I didn't say it, I, but I thought to myself while driving, maybe I'm just more of like a hits person. Uh, but no, I've enjoyed this more with each listen. But I was on board by the second listen anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's still got, every song's still got that. Allison Chain sound. It has a dragginess to it. And what's your name? <laughs> but I would. I don't know. 
But then there's stuff like this that's it's easy, even though I can't remember, gets stuck in my head and I can't forget it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that can easily get stuck in your head. I can't remember. <laughs> and I think his singing on this is awesome. I think his voice was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then he does that high note yes. here soon. This. <laughs> yeah, he was I such a good, him. talented person. He's got such a good belt where he can I just think He go, was always... <laughs> like, doesn't sound like he's holding himself back. He can, like, fully throw that note out there. Like, I can only get to those notes by going, Hey, I'm in a low voice, and it doesn't sound good. It sounds like this. <laughs> I'm technically hitting the note, but it doesn't yeah. sound good. He can be like... What? And you watch videos of him, and he's not holding the microphone close. He's fucking belting it out and has to do that thing like Celine Dion where she pulls the microphone away because she's so fucking powerful that she'll blow the goddamn thing out. It's just like, what a talent. And like, was he supposed to die? Like, would he have ruined himself by now? Would we be like, God, fucking Lane Staley's doing reality TV. <laughs> That's something that you can't ever tell because there are people growing up where it was like, man, I, I who said something about that they would never sell their music to commercials and now their music is all over commercials. Oh, I, I don't, don't remember. I don't Probably remember multiple saying, bands. But that's happened a few times. And then what that, sometimes that happens because they sell their they catalog. They sell it, their catalog to someone else, and then they use it. Well, it's usually a company. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Within the last month, Justin Timberlake sold his entire catalog what? for like a hundred million dollars. Really? Mm-hmm. He all at this age, he already sold his catalog. I one hundred percent agree. He just turned forty. That's pretty young. To sell off your whole catalog? I feel like he is uh, preparing in case something falls out because he's already he's already had people fucking talk about how much they hate him. Uh huh. I was just wondering if he's like, ah, I better get this money now before it's not worth what I want to sell it for. Maybe. I mean, his wife's still working. Or I wonder if he's like, and he still works. I wonder if he's like, I'm such a fucking hit maker. Give me another twenty years, and I'll be able to sell off that catalog too. Maybe. Which maybe. And all power to him if he can. Who knows what he, I'm sure he's not stupid with money. I, f- I feel like someone like he, sure him not. isn't. And he, even if he is, he's got enough money now that he can pay someone to not be well, dumb. <laughs> he and his wife mostly live in Montana, I believe. Uh, hey, they were raising some dental floss. Two of them. That was a Zappa reference. All right, we're moving on. Love, hate, love. Love, hate, love. <laughs> For some reason, I always thought this song, I always got it confused for confusion because he says love, hate, love, confusion. So I always thought, isn't that what he says? I don't know. I just know the love, hate, love. (laughs) So I always thought that was this song. So when I heard this, I was like, this isn't right. I love, this is like true blues doom now. Absolutely. So slow. So filled with like a seat like i can i can hear bleaking pipes and like i feel like i'm in freddy's i will love den. sex pain confusion suffering i was wrong I thought I could. You, I, that's what i wanted to bring up where do you think that came from because there was a few dudes that did that at the exact same time yeah like i don't think they stole it from each other right 
But they were from the same area. Yeah, that's true. Or who were they listening to that influenced that, that they just all happened to be listening to at the same time? Unless... <laughs> unless it's relying more on... I don't know. It's weird to say because I think that he's supremely talented, but maybe it's because they couldn't like hit the notes right unless they were just kind of like scooping in and out of it. And it's kind of that like lazy down sort of like depressed sound where yeah. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I'm groaning. But then to do that, when he's gotten to this, because he's feeling multiple things. It's, it's every time I listen to Alice in Chains, I just get re-reminded that like uh, some people are just special. Some people it's not are fair. just born to do certain things, and he was born to sing and mm-hmm. then die. <laughs> it sucks. It's good that he didn't like have a family who he. No, I'm not like saying left behind. Yeah. yeah. And forcing like kids to grow up without him. So I guess and it's, to be bothered for the rest of their life about their dad like but uh bean francis francis bean no there are multiple I mean, of them she's got to be fucking sick of being like now when your dad shot himself in the head how and did your you mom feel? who's a crazy bitch <laughs> yeah. and everyone now, knows her like now that. when your mom paid to have your dad shot in the head <laughs> like, it would be fucking exhausting mm-hmm. so in that way yeah it is good that he didn't have a family i think he's one of those dudes who like had no true self-esteem and thought he was just a piece of shit even though he's like a diamond in the rough and you're like dude what are you talking about you're amazing and then he's like nope Uh, uh, I'm miserable (laughs) I'm the worst he sounds confident he doesn't uh, he never holds back no and I've read stories that he used to like beat the shit out of people that were fucking around in the audience like before shows or if they were fucking around with like the bands playing before them or after them he'd like go out there and like find the guy and like beat the shit out of himself and apparently he was big. I remember watching this Phil and Selma thing where he was like, everyone thinks of Lane Staley as like this small, scrawny guy. And he yeah. was like, no, when I met him, he was just as big as me. He was a big guy. It's like, man, I think of him as like an emaciated, like, like, skeleton man. I also think of, I usually, when I picture him, I think of him from the Unplugged and he's sitting and it's more kind of like crouched over in himself. Yeah, because yeah. he's high. Oh, very <laughs> and he's high. He's wearing sunglasses. The only reason I'm awake is because I'm forced to sing right now. Because <laughs> I'm getting paid. <laughs> that was like one of the last, or was it the last performance? I, remember, sure. I think there was maybe like two or three after that, and then that's it. But I, it had been a while yeah. before they got together to do that. They said the scene of going in there and finding him was just desolate. Like, just a quarter of the man he used to be. Like, all he did was just play video games and ingest heroin. That's, like, all he did. And, like, he told people, I'm already dead. I know I'm already dead. That's, like, he had accepted that he was just gone. It's, like, man, you... Especially with today's, like, resources and how people are so, like... You could have been helped. You could have been saved. And you could be this fucking mighty thing right now. And I'd be happy to go see Alice in Chains still. Could have been, but it didn't seem like he wanted to be. No, I agree. Like, like he just hated him. Not, I don't even know if he hated himself. Maybe he was just like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> I want to be fucked up and die young. 
I mean, he wrote a song called We Die Young. It's a sad, sad thing. That's so good. I've seen these pictures of him back in the day where he's like glammed out and he's wearing like leather. <laughs> I, I I keep thinking about how he wasn't a small person. I always thought of boy. him as being just sh- not short, but let's see what his actual. What do you think his actual Gary height was? Gary Cantell is tall. Gary Cantell. Gary, God damn it! <laughs> Cantell. Well, I said Gary, and then I just stopped. <laughs> Gary Cantell. <laughs> let's see. Uh, where's his height? Oh, I don't. Doesn't have it. Lance Staley. Height. Alright, take a guess of how tall Wayne Staley was. I'm gonna say 5'10. 6'1. What? Yes, Lane Staley is just slightly. I'm slightly taller than Lane Staley. By an inch. Yeah. So imagine me. Wow. Being able to go. <laughs> I also think of Scott Weiland because he started out mu- looking much different than that thin man that he turned into. He was just able to stretch it out for a lot longer. Yeah, a lot longer. And then, but then, then there's an example where it's like, could like the last things you did, Scott Weiland, I wasn't like into. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, I remember when uh, he died. I remember or where I was at. I was in front of a gas station that said you can get two hot dogs for three dollars and thirty three cents. I don't remember what state I was in, but I know I was there. <laughs> How did you find out? Uh, I believe. Did I text you? You might have texted me. I think I might I remember have. I pulled in and I was looking up. I was sitting next to Manspeaker and it was interesting because Green Jello is always 333. And I looked up and it said hot dogs, two for 333. And then I looked at my phone and it was like, <laughs> Scott Weiland is dead. And then I said to Manspeaker, Holy shit, Scott Weiland is dead. And he went, drugs? And I said, it has to be. <laughs> yeah. That was a situation that was weird because it was it was sad, but not surprising. That's always a weird feeling when it's, it's it makes more sense when you're sad and in shock and it's just everything that just feels kind of like ah, all at once. But when you're just like, yeah, I knew this was going to happen sometime. Like, it's just, it's a, it's a much heavier uh feeling i guess strange it's it's weird because you've like already kind of accepted it (laughs) but i don't know it's odd you're just like yep that was gonna happen we haven't been rushing through this episode at all Uh, we're getting actually we're doing pretty good because it's fucking break time baby already yeah we're already getting ready to go to break interesting Uh, yep so we're gonna go out on an album i forgot existed sap this little uh ep is fucking amazing. It's just like the uh, Jar Flies EP, which is also amazing. But we'll be back, everybody. We'll be back. Hello, it's me, Herschel J. Pinhead, and it's time for Hell Corner with me, Herschel J. Pinhead. Hell Corner, Hell Corner, talking hell, Hell Corner. 
That's right, this is the show where I, Herschel J. Pinhead, use my past connections from being a hell priest and torturer of sinners. Well, wasn't really sinners if you open the box. We're not going to get into that shit right now. But this is the show where I use my past connections from hell to get the best interviews that anyone can get on earth, hell, or heaven. You hear that, God? That's right, I get the best. As you know, well, or you may not know, I had a one-episode run on the Abraham Lincoln Crack Emporium show. And on that episode, we got a singer of a guest. His name was Ted Bundy. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The famous Ted Bundy. The murderer himself. And we're going to keep in tradition on this show. On episode two, we're going to stick with another white man who murdered women. That's right. I got the co-ed killer himself from Burbank, California. We've got Edmund Kemper the third. That's right. Hey, oh, wait, I'll, I'll clap. There's no one here. Yes, yes. This <laughs> is unacceptable. Right. Now, Edmund, nice to have you. It's not nice to be here. What? This is unacceptable. But, uh, but what the hell who's happened? Bert? Bert, he's my manager. Why do you need Bert. to talk to your manager? Bert's Why is there a manager involved anyway? Because mm. I'm a hot ticket item. I've got to have oh. a manager. I've got things to do. What? Bert, why is this man bringing up the murders? Ooh. I thought I discussed this with what you. What else am I going to bring up? You're from my, hell. We're in my, hell right now. I'm going to talk about book. all the co-eds that you killed. And your, uh, your grandmother you shot her in the back of the fucking head, man. I'm on a book tour. That's legendary. That's what we want to talk to you. I don't uh. want to talk about that. I wrote oh. a book. It's a cryptocurrency book. Oh my I God. think it can help a lot of people. No one in I, hell wants to read about cryptocurrency. Everyone in hell wants to read about cryptocurrency. No. Plus, we can put it up on Earth. We got a publishing deal with Penguin Books. I, su I suppose you can get books yeah. outside of hell to people on Earth. Of but course. No one is going to read a book by the man who killed six co-eds, his grandmother, his yes, grandfather, let me finish, his mother, and her friend. They will read this You buried your mother's head in the garden. That's what we want to talk about. No one wants to hear about me burying my mother's head in the garden. They want to hear about cryptocurrency techniques. No. Dogecoin, baby. I'm no. talking Doge. No one, no one knows what Dogecoin is. You're just saying you, words. You don't know what Dogecoin is. I don't. Just because you don't know, it doesn't mean other people don't know. Oh, can we please start over? I just suppose so. Ask me a question. First question is why is your voice so different from the beginning? And second question, how did it feel to kill for the first time? First of all, my voice is not different. It goes into different tones. Oh. When I get oh, angry, Jesus. I go like this. And when I'm calm, it's down here. Dale! 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 I'm so pissed who that is, the interview's going bad. Who is Dale? My manager's name is Dale! No! It was Bert! Your manager's name was Bert when Harry, we started this! Listen up here! Oh. I'm done with this interview! I've never been treated so poorly! What do you mean? Bruce! Let's get out of here! Who is Bruce? Bruce! He's my manager! For fuck's sake! Oh my god, that man is insane! Wait a minute. He's insane! He's the co-ed killer! My god, the best interview I've had so far! He's so fucking crazy, he can't even get names right! Holy shit, ladies and gentlemen! What an episode, what an episode. Let's give a hand for Edmund Kemper the third, the co-ed killer. And for Bruce or Dale or Bert or whatever the fuck his name was. Truth be told, I never saw anybody standing here. 
But that's the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. I've been Herschel J. Pinhead, and now I give you back to the Couple of Critics Podcast. Oh, we are back, everyone. Listen to Lane. Here he goes. Oh, that's right. Live at the Palladium in 1992. There they are on top of the world. That's still Mike Starr playing that bass, baby. We are back. We are back. We have returned. We have returned. We're going to talk more about Alice in Chains somehow. I don't really know what else to say besides it's good. Put that bitch in chains. (laughs) Put that bitch in chains. Oh, my God. I wish I could remember what the last song was. We listened to Love, Hate, Love last. That's right. We're listening to the Facelift album. You know you wouldn't be listening (laughs) this far in if you didn't already know. Pardon. Let's move on to the seventh track from this album. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It ain't like that. It ain't like that. (laughs) It ain't like that, homie. I like those. uh... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. so does Lane, obviously. There's a lot of goofy stuff in there like this, which I think you said earlier, it's like tough guy to you. So you think that it's... I think it's being goofy. You think it's sar- sarcasm. Yes. But it fits the music. I don't think... Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. To me, it does not. Uh, but like later with sexual chocolate. Well, that's obviously a joke. But I think it's in the same spirit as that. Yeah. Like, I think you just did it to be goofy and they left it in because they all thought it was funny, which I have done before. <laughs> well, I've never thought about it from that perspective. And that that is more enjoyable, I guess it is. It just it just seems not if it was like supposed to be serious. I think you'd be like, yeah, <laughs> he does that a lot. Yeah. What a, yeah. Uh, in fact, it's so funny that uh, I think of the yeah movement and things because there was a home improvement episode where uh, the youngest boy had become sort of gothy. Yes. And he starts a band and they're out in the garage. And I think he plays a tambourine in the band, which, yeah, that's what the it's goth guy should. <laughs> yeah. But I think the lyrics are. Yeah. Yeah. And it might have been a comment on Lane Staley. I don't know. That's better than a lot of the dumb emotional shit I would have written. Uh, there was a lot of... Remember when uh, Jill got cancer? What? Didn't Jill like get cancer? Or was it the boy who got cancer on Home Improvement? Somebody, there was a cancer plot line. Maybe there was one of the kids. Maybe it was JTT. I think it was JTT. So they shipped him off to cancer school and that's <laughs> why it wasn't on the show anymore. <laughs> Uh, home improvement. That kind of raised me there for a minute. Yeah. You had a dad and I had a mom. I understand. I know where you're coming from. I uh, I was watching it more for Al Boyle. <laughs> yeah, we all thought of that sexy <laughs> motherfucker as our boyfriends. Um, this is one of those Alice in Chains songs that I like and there's sections that get stuck in my head. But if you ever ask me, like, what's your top favorite uh, Alice in Chains songs? I wouldn't even remember this song existed. 
I think it's fine in the album, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily stand out. Oh, I like it. It's, it's good just, in the flow of things. I'm just never, ever going to remember it in the conversation of songs that I like by Alice in Chains. That or if I'm going to put this album on for to listen to songs, I'm probably not going to stop on this one. If I'm just listening to songs. Yeah. Not listening to it with the purpose of front to back. It's like a straight chug riff going on there. Chug? Yeah, chugging. Like a choo-choo? Chugging, yeah, like chug-a-lug-lug. Is that what that is? Choo-choo, chug-chug? I guess. It's like a palm mute. Chunk, chunk, chunk. Chugging. I think it sounds more like junk. Junk, 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 junk. Yeah, that works too. There's a... There's a form of metal called Gent. He's got marbles in his mouth, that guy. This guy? Yeah, that guy. Like, uh, Marlon Brando? Did he have marbles in his mouth? No, I think he put cotton in his cheeks so he could make it sound like this. But I could be correct. Do you think he remembered to take them out before taking a drink? <laughs> no. Or he'd take a drink and then it'd just soak into the cotton balls and he'd just get really frustrated. <laughs> soak in the cotton balls and they would expand for some reason. He'd be like... He never just sucked them. <laughs> he never just sucked them. Oh, God. Suck those cotton balls. I'm going to soak a cotton ball in Coca-Cola and just suck Oh, I was just thinking about water. Just plain old... Plain old water. Cotton ball water. My first thought actually was orange soda, but I went with Coca-Cola. <laughs> what a Marlon Brando is just drinking orange soda. Oh, I wasn't having Marlon Brando in the scenario. It was me sucking on cotton balls. Sucking on cotton balls. <laughs> what? I remember one time. What do you think? Unless here, I'll let you tell your story, and then I'll ask you this stupid question uh, one, that means nothing. One time, my buddy Adam saw my buddy Daniel's uh, armpit hair. Oh, close it's enough. It's technically pubes. And he, arm arm pubes. And since Daniel was a redhead, they Pit were very pubes. they were very light. Mm-hmm. And uh, my buddy Adam said, what the hell are those? It looks like cotton balls. And I don't understand it to this day, but anytime anyone says cotton balls, all I can think of is uh, my buddy Daniel's. Were they like thick and dense? I don't know. I think it's because Adam has like black those are like hair. curly. It's like me. Like, look at that. It's just. They're just wispy. It's just wispy and translucent almost. Yeah, it's like when Bob Ross would paint uh, clouds and it'd just be like... It actually... one Show that again. All right. I do believe that's also the... Yes. The bottom part, actually, it wisps down to the side. Ow, that hurt. Yeah, you have wispy armpit hair and I injured myself. And the... Oh, my God. Oh my god! <laughs> I just blew on it for the audio listeners. It's really wispy now. All right, so breaking news. I want to know, since this man is dead, it is definitely breaking news. What was Marlon Brando's favorite soda? Do you think he was a Coca-Cola man? Because he seems like he would have been. You said breaking news. I thought you had something to tell me. No, I was just trying to get your attention. <laughs> okay. I'm going. My guess is either classic Coca-Cola or he was a root beer man. Uh, I'm gonna does ginger ale count? Yes, it's soda. All right, ginger ale. Are you gonna look up now what was Marlon Brando's favorite soda? No, I believe I know. You're just gonna say that it's it's root beer. <laughs> I, no I see root beer or sarsaparilla. No, he's not a <laughs> sarsaparilla man. He's a man who likes calories. 
Uh, he's he a, wants sweetness. He's a man who was in that horrible, horrible movie, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Is that the one where he raped that woman? He raped someone? Or he, like, I don't know. He, like, used butter as lube for something. He was supposed to, like, attack her, and it, he, like, took it too far, and she hated him. Was that that? Was that him, or was that another actor? I have no idea, but I love every second you I just I don't talked. think you should. We are in a weird time right now. <laughs> there are people who are wanting to... Baby, uh, it's just flowers and sunshine. No, it's all babies. There's a lot of baby talk. The song is called Sunshine. This it is sounds 80s. very sunny. This is this is a bar. Hey there, sunshine. Would you like a root beer? This just seeps chicken wire in front of the stage, so beer bottles don't it's, get all the way through to me. It's dirty and smelly in this Absolutely. room. And I think this is the song too, where he's like. It's very like mid-80s bar rock and roll. When it kicks in, everyone will know what I'm talking about. I don't know at all, but I was a fan of what happened. It's right here, it's right here. I'll do it along with them. I gotcha. <laughs> Doesn't this sound like very... Yeah, this is like monster like truck. I think it's almost like poison. Like, I could see tights on. But monster trucks, you could play poison to monster trucks. <laughs> it's either Leonard Skinner or poison to monster truck. No Bob Seger. Uh, what are we? Kill some ball with a ball. Uh, oh, yeah, you can ball with the ball. And you crush a truck. For sure you can buy with the buy and crush a truck. You can buy with the ball in that big truck and crush the truck. Damn, I can get my money. ACDC, that's good truck crushing music. And so is this section of this song. Then some dude came down to touch the mother. That's exactly what it sounded like. Then some dude came down to touch the mother. That's exactly what the lyrics were. Wow. Mother touched and dude ain't here no more. To tell you. Now this is serene. Yeah, so even when they, I don't think it's serene. I think when they try and give you some fun, then they, it's always back down. Sweet Into this weird, sad, the sad place. I feel it in me, in this song. When it, that, like that part that just happened, I have felt it when I've heard this song. Every time it transitions, it's uncomfortable to me. It's a weird transition. Like, it almost feels like a different song when they get to this part. It seems just kind of like they're stumbling into place. It's odd. Or they just had, like, three riffs and couldn't figure out how to make them one their own song, so they just crammed it together. I think it's a good song still. It's not bad. It just makes me uncomfortable sometimes because it's so sad. <laughs> It's way more memorable than uh, it ain't like that for me. Like I, that line will get stuck in my head. I'm pretty sure we. I just told you oh, yeah. what that was. Sure <laughs> came down and touched the mother. <laughs> I haven't touched my mother in years. Oh my god, no. I'm fine with it. She's fine with it. Do you think she still listens to the podcast? I don't think she ever did. It was my cousin. Oh. I oh. guess. Yeah. Do you think she still listens to the podcast? No. <laughs> Good. Take a hike. I don't think she gives a fuck. <laughs> and even if so, I don't give a fuck. 
You don't give a fuck about me. I don't give a fuck about you. We live in this. We can just live in this state of acceptance at this point in our lives. Whoever you are, that to whom it may apply to, we can all just fuck off, and that's fine. I'm talking to you, Chris. You fuck yeah, off. Yeah, that's <laughs> a cousin. Kidding. I'm kidding, Chris. I'll hold you like a little baby in my arms. Chris, I'm saying it now. We have to go golf soon. I'm talking to you directly right now, Chris. Your earbuds are in. I know they are. Golf. Figure out a day. Get a hold of me. Get your hands in the sand, because that's how golf works. Get your hands in the sand, boys. I was in the sand today. I... How many holes of golf have I played this weekend? What's 18 plus 36? 54. 54. I have played 54 holes of golf this weekend. God damn it. I'd go out for more if I could. You ever got to tag along with the boys? It's such, it's a stupid amount of time. And that's what I am to the point in my life that if I will, I will commit, commit to events that don't take very long. If it's more than a couple hours, what do you expect from me? <laughs> to have fun for more than a couple of hours. Is that possible? I guess. The same thing. I can do it for 12 hours straight, but I obsess with things. I so love I don't... bowling. I can't bowl all day okay well there's the difference i could <laughs> i can't yeah it's you just d- tough it's the difference between an obsessive person and a non-obsessive person well and there are all kinds of people who would love to you know golf however many holes i just i for me from the outside it seems like it would get boring after a while oh. especially when it might get boring if you aren't golfing well i'm not I just imagine I'd be so bad. It'd be one of those things where I'd eventually be like, okay, this is fucking painful. <laughs> I don't even want to do this because it's just not doing anything. Well, I mean, I'd be negative the whole time and just be like, here I go. I'm going up to hit this in the fucking bush. <laughs> <laughs> like, I <wouldn't>... <laughs> so I don't know if you want that. Uh, I mean, I'd try to make have fun with it. I wouldn't be like If you came golfing with us, we would shitty. play it a scramble where we all hit. And then the best shot, we go to that, and then we all hit from there. That way, I just lean on all of you guys and all of your skill. Or you get a, like an occasional good chip shot, or you get an occasional really good putt, <laughs> and you save it. Holy shit, Michelle got us a birdie! <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's put you down. That's that's the song title. Oh, is it time already? This is that blues eighties. This is where he like loves ZZ Top kind of stuff. Yeah, this is the song. This is what gave me the total 80s feel. I couldn't remember what song it was. For sure. By name, but yeah, it's this one. It's almost like uh, Guns N' Roses. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I, I think my dad loves GNR. He does. That's Sorry. He, he might, and he might go, yeah, it does sound like I GNR. Don't care because I don't like Guns N' Roses and they can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Guns N' Roses? No, they don't. No, they don't. 
I was waiting for that response. They do not. They're busy. They're too busy being way more successful than us. They're busy making money and getting their dick holes sucked. Their dick holes sucked? I guess that's how that works. I guess that's technically what's going on. When you have money, it doesn't matter what your cum tastes like. Someone is eating it. (laughs) You down, heroin. This has been a fun cum-filled episode. I wonder when the first... Oh, do you think he was doing heroin now? Like in 1990, is Lane Staley heroin up? Is Mike Staley... I don't know. Mike Staley? I don't know anything about him. I don't either. I just don't... Just wonder when it really takes hold. I assume if he wasn't already exposed to it, this was around the time that he, he was, was maybe uh, yeah. being introduced to more people with more drugs and his... Maybe he just always liked drugs. People like drugs. Yeah. People like intoxicants. Most people do. What's your poison? Golf. I get so high off of golf. (laughs) Especially when you got that, uh, tell people about your, uh, your good shot that you had. Oh. I can't remember what it's called. I haven't played golf in a while. For good golfers, they're like, yeah, so what? But for a guy like me, I'm pretty sure... I got my first, I mean, I know I got it, but I think it's my first one ever. An eagle on a par five. That's right. This guy right here got an eagle. If you don't know what that means, that means I got it in three. If you don't know what that sound was, that was an eagle. It was. It was awesome. I chipped in. shit out of me. I walked up to the ball. I was going to chip it up, and I was like, okay, if I chip this well, I'll be set up for a birdie. And if I don't make the birdie putt, I'll at least get par. This is going to be great. And then I hit the little chip, and it went right in the fucking hole. And I yelled very, very loudly and immediately took a picture of myself holding the ball, smiling, and texted it to Ken and Zach. Like, guys, I just got an eagle. You got an eagle. Which Zach's probably like, yeah, I've had one before, dude. Shut the fuck up. He may have been happy for you. You guys have been growing up together. Growing up? Yeah, in the golf world. You guys are... Golfing and getting better or worse or staying the same, whatever you're doing in the golf world, you're doing it together, he, brothers. He told me the other day, he was like, he's like, I heard you on the podcast talking shit about golf. And I was like, what did I say? <laughs> I think, I guess I was like, I just want to be, I know I've oh, said it I before. I want to be better than my friends. I want to be better than my friends, but I guess I specifically called out Zach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember doing that. Is it because he's your best? But it still stands. <laughs> Is it because he's the best at golf who you're friends with since he's the one Him who got you into it? Him and I are back and it? forth on who's uh, who's going to take the win the day that you usually... Well, I mean, out of the people who you golf with, isn't Zach usually out of the th- one of the best? Out of the three? Or more. Uh, the best person like I've Zeke's golfed with there. recently, Zeke's the best. Okay. By oh. just a little bit? Or, I mean, is he well, still kind of... about in... nine strokes. Oh, wow. Yep. But he's, he never really stopped playing, right? Wasn't he on the golf team and stuff, too? I think so. Plus, he buys shit like rangefinders. That's right. I'm calling you out on your little robot stuff to make your game easier. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I wish I had a rangefinder. Let's go on to the next song. There's a whole lot of confusion going on about rangefinders. Okay. Now, you That's and a I... really long song title. <laughs> you and I, as an Alice in Chains super fan... Super fan. I don't know a lot about them, but I love all the music. Uh-huh. Even by now on this album, I'm going, yeah, you're a little sleepy. I would assume that, but this song has. I enjoy the song a lot. Yeah, the song rules. It's just. 
I think the whole album being so down mm -hmm. by That's now, sleeping. you're just like, I'm in such a hole when you listen to it as a one thing, yep. which is probably what you felt really hard that first time. Yeah, I wouldn't, I would, uh, I would have skipped, but I would have stopped at this song because I've, I've enjoyed this, which I feel like I already knew it. This might have been because there's like a... also a live Alice in Chains album yep. that I've listened to, or that I own, and I've listened to many times. And I think there's a greatest hits and a best of, maybe. And those can be two different things. The best of is sometimes chosen by the band, I... and it's like their favorite song. My dad had one that was black, and that's the one I would listen to. Yeah. I don't remember what I don't it was. Know either. But that's when I fell in love with the song Grind. Because that's one of my favorite songs by them. Is that... Dum, dum, dum. Let the sun never blind your eyes. Let me sleep so my oh, teeth won't grind. I know that song. I can't keep track of fucking titles. Titles. Who needs them? Uh, a lot of people these days. Yeah, it's true. Everybody wants to belong. I think I did that thing to my left eye. Or you get what's it called? Oh fuck! Recurrent corneal Corn erosion. erosion. Cornhole erosion. Cornhole erosion. I think I just popped the left eye problem. Ouch! You popped the problem. So if you don't know people, Michelle's also had an eye issue where she got assaulted by a balloon. Yeah, and it didn't heal properly and happened again. So like when you get an eye damage. But it's I've been good for a while. Yeah, I think it properly healed up. finally. So when you get, like, a little bit of eye damage on their cornea, is that what it is? Yeah. On the outside, like, your eyelid just keeps, like, ripping it open for it's, a while. It's essentially that it doesn't heal all the way down. Like, it doesn't connect all the way. So there's just, like, a loose piece of skin on top that sometimes can get snagged and be yeah. ripped off by your eyelid. Which I just did by scratching my eye, and now I can feel it not there anymore, and it feels like there's something in my eye, but that's something that's in my eye is an eye scab? That's what it is, right? A floating eye scab? Eye skin. I don't know if it's scab. I think it's just loose skin. I was explained that it's like a shirt because it didn't it just didn't grow back strong. It's not. It didn't grow all the way down through. Huh. It's just kind of like a loose piece of skin on top. So since it's not like strong and it can easily be Snagged. Well, I just fucking easily snagged my eye. Well, you rubbed it. And I easily snagged it. You abrasively snagged it. <laughs> so you're out already? Or? It's just by now I can, like, easily stop paying attention. And, I mean, the, the House of Chains catalog, there's a lot of songs that are better than these handful of last songs. Yeah, I the, agree. And the oeuvre that is Alice in Chains. Oeuvre. All right, here's this live album from 2000. I definitely had this. I think, didn't you have it as well? I think I've owned everything digitally that they had. I don't think I owned it physically. But I don't remember listening to it that much. The things I listened to the most were Jar of Flies, Unplugged, uh, Dirt, and uh, the Alice Chain self-titled one with the three-legged dog on the cover. Yeah, I listen to that one a lot. This one is doesn't or yeah that doesn't have the song on it, so I'm not sure where that came from. 
That's uh, self-titled. A dog. Yeah, I think I said that. Grind, Sludge Factory. Yeah, Love Sludge that Factory song. is the one that I we've been referencing, right? Love that song. Yeah, because I. Oh yeah. I, it I was in my head earlier, versions. so I played it, and I was ended up just listening to songs from the Unplugged earlier today. <laughs> I love both versions, including when he's doing that. Your weapon is guilt. Hate it. Hate it. Your weapon is guilt. <laughs> I don't need shit that sounds like fucking video games in my. I do. Because <laughs> I'm not equating that to anything real. I'm just saying video games because I'm not in the military. Military. You said the lyrics to me earlier of this song, and I never knew that's what he was saying. Love, sex, pain, confusion, yeah. suffering. <laughs> I mean, he's just not happy. Not happy at all. And then the weird thing is, like, later Alice in Chain songs, you can, like, sense that... Jerry Cantrell's writing songs about Lane being like a fucking mess. And you're just like, ah, this is this is wild. But it's cool that they can be I never knew that. I'm like, pretty sure that's how it goes. I'm saying I don't think I knew that until you told me. Ah, like, that, I could have been making it up too. I might sounds just like be something you would do. It. But I think I know Lane wrote a lot a lot of the songs. Or not Lane. Jerry Cantrell. I know Jerry was not like just the guitar guy. He was also writing a lot of lyrics. And he was singing too. And did you ever listen to that Jerry Cantrell solo album? The first yes, one, Boggy Depot? No. Was that with like I'll Cut You In? Because we yeah, used to do that song. Yeah, I think I'll Cut You In was on that one. Yeah, I've listened to that was numerous it times. Depot, that one? I don't remember, but those were just like. I remember reading that those were supposed to just pretty much be Alice in Chain songs, but Lane was so fucked up. Like he couldn't get him in the studio. So he basically just turned him into his own songs, which is like some of those songs on the. Uh, those two albums, it's like, these would have popped off yeah, with fucking Depot. Lane. That is my song. Let's move on. I just clicked something. Oh, yeah. We're getting funky, everyone. I know something about you. Parenthetical. Now, this is like Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's exactly <laughs> the band that, yeah, for sure. Which, guess what? It's so out of place and weird. That producer, Dave Jordan, who recorded, engineered, and produced this album, also recorded uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, self-titled album and Mother's Milk. So. Oh, this has such I think chili pepper even, sound. I think there's even production similarities, like, with the drum sound and everything. That it's a reverb sound on that snare. It's not an 80s reverb sound, but it's definitely a... Early 90s reverse sound that doesn't so, exist anymore. I don't know if I want to say out of place, but it's. It, I, he sounds the same, but there's a real, like, one of these things are not like the other sort of situation. <laughs> and it's this song. This song is so different. It's like they just wanted to groove and, had, like, this was like the funky joke around song, and then Lane started singing on it. And before they knew it, they were like, no, we're making this a real song. <laughs> And I'm it, not saying I don't like weird. it. It just isn't. Uh, I like this part a lot. I'm All the always other like songs this. bring you down, and this song I don't think does that. <laughs> no. I mean, it gets a little dismal here, just the way the tones are. But like the verses are just like it's almost like uh, what was that one band? Uh, I can't remember their name. But Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's like John Frusciante playing guitar. All of a sudden, is it like it is it? It's yes, it. What yes, is that's it? who I was Why thinking. Why can't I think of who? Well, their fucking name. Um, 
Mike Patton's the singer. Uh, <laughs> Cult of personality. Yeah, it's the song. I'm just now trying to get there. Uh, damn it. Color me bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now I forgot the song name immediately as soon as I went to look. All right. I'm going to do this again. The singer was Mike Patton. What is it? <laughs> God damn it. Let's look at Mike Patton, man. I promise it'll get you there. It's not Fishbone. I know that. Don't don't film my crapper. That's <laughs> what it sounds like he said. I'm going to find out what he actually said. It did. It said, yeah, I'm going to try and ball your babe. Your gold key don't fit my crapper. Ain't got no shit today. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting that song like my brain cannot hold on to that song just type in Mike Patton band well I tried doing that music wise and I thought that it would give me like things it's it and it's not Mr. Bungle because that's the other Mike Patton band that I can think of cult of personality wait I was thinking of the other song I'm wrong. Call to personality is a song. I'm thinking of the wrong band. Mike oh, Patton. that's Living Color. Mike, yeah, well, Living Color. Yeah, damn it. Like that's who I meant to say. It sounds like the guitar player from Living Color. Like Jeffrey Dahmer, <laughs> Dr. Louise. Yeah. Oh, I'm a cult of personality. <laughs> Which was not Mike Patton. Who was who was that band that had the fish dying at the end of the video? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, man. We are speaking in mass <laughs> confusion right now. This is probably horrible to listen to. That's fine. Faith no more. Ah, uh, that's what is it. It's it. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? That's right. I was mixing I was things. Faith no more, but it's actually Living Color. And that's who I meant. It sounds like the guy from Living Color is playing the guitar on this song during those parts. Like he would have a vibrant multicolored guitar. Remember it looked like artsy? No. Oh, well, I do. <laughs> it had like a lot of primary colors on it. I was like, man, he's shredding that guitar, but it's got primary colors on it. Okay. Are we, are we going to let this uh, go? We only have one more song. We only have one more song, but before we went on the next song, I wanted to say that the sen sentiment of that song is so funny. That's like, I'm going to tell somebody. I know something <laughs> about you. I'm going to tell on you. What? <laughs> All right, we got one more okay, song. Trying to match that. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I want to have fun. I said I like how you keep oh, okay. trying to match that. <laughs> uh, this is the last song of the album. It clocks in at four minutes and six seconds, ladies and gentlemen. So here we go. Start your clocks now. It's the real thing. It's the real thing, baby. Now I don't remember this currently. It's got to kick in. <laughs> It just brings it down. Back to doom, man. Evil. Evil. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. This is how much I've checked out by the end of this. <laughs> I feel like I've never heard this song currently. Yeah, it's, it's kind of excellent. Oh, okay. I'm in. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a very bar-heavy song again in my eyes. It's like Motley Crue almost. Yeah, I don't need this. 
They, I feel like they should have ended it on a weird is, note with the last song. This is a total Motley Crue song. This is leftover from the 80s. Absolutely. You can hear Vince Neil going back. Come on, boys. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't know any Molly Crew lyrics or else I'd sing so. Girls, girls, girls. That's my go to because I can never remember any other songs. Anytime I hear girls, girls, girls or sing girls, 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 I just go, girls, girls, girls. I once bitten twice shy, babe. Oh, uh, that's one. Once bitten twice shy? That's Molly Crew? No, I don't oh, know. No. I think it's like White Snake. I got that from one of those old commercials when it was like. 80s hair, hair ballads, 80s hair metal. That was good. We need. I want to uh, try to figure out a way to do a group episode again sometime. Oh, I'll wrap my head around it. And by that, I mean put my penis on it. Yeah, this is not a strong closers song. Not at all. I think the last Goofy song would have been better, but I don't think this song should even be on here. I just think it's lame, but that's Com- me. Compared to uh, I Know Something About You? Yeah, that's Goofy. That sounds goofier. I think that that would have been like a funnier way to go out. It it, it was a more... Oh, it's weird to feel drained by the end of something. Yeah. Uh, the vibe I keep getting from this is like, this is left over from when they were still playing in bars, and, the, and this is and this is the song that got like, uh, like middle-aged women dancing, like two beer handed, you know, like the. The oh, white yeah. woman dance. I don't like that music. Yeah, so. I don't either. And I think that just was left over. And they were like, this one's a hit in the club. I and mean, we need another song. In the boars. And then as they get more grungy, they'd probably cut it out from their set completely. And we're like, no, we need to do that dismal shit more. Because that's what they're like known for. They're not known for this sound. In fact, you could probably play someone... Like, what do you know about Alpha Chains? Well, I know Rooster and I know Man in the Box. Like, well, you want to hear this song called Real Thing? They're probably like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, this was before heroin really got its claws in. <laughs> and it's it's almost happy. Like, I see teased hair. It just sounds simple to me. Yeah, oh, for sure. Really, a lot of these Alice in Chains songs, from a guitar perspective, are not hard to play. What's hard to play are, like, his solos. But for the most part, most of these songs are very simple and stick within a five-note scale. Just, it's mostly the vocals. What do you mean? That's the most difficult thing to probably replicate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I... There's no fucking way. There's no way I could ever imagine trying to sing like that. I would just sound horrible and blow my throat out immediately. Immediately. But guess what? That was the last song. It's true. It's true. It's time for a little something. A, just chunk of sinus drainage that just Ooh. flew down in the wrong time. But yeah, we're to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some rickin' rackin' questions. Some questions. Go and ask some questions. Go and ask some questions. Go and 
Why did you choose this, Sam? Because it was the end of the episode last time, and I had forgotten that I was supposed to choose something, and it was a desperate thought process. Probably was not paying attention to anything you were saying at the time, and was going, fuck, 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 I gotta think of something, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, Alice in Chains, boom, got it. That should be a part of what you're doing while you're listening to it, is thinking of the next thing and being like, "How? what couldn't I do next while you're doing that? That's what I tried to do more this time, I think. Gotcha. Narrow, at least narrow my choices down a little more. Interesting. Like, where do I want to veer this off to? But we'll see how that goes. What do you think I thought when you gave this to me? Like, you thought, oh, good, this is going to be easy. It's about time, you fucking idiot. You've complained many times. You know, there's nothing left. And then there's a band like this that's like huge. Like, uh, why, why, like I said earlier in the beginning of the podcast, why is this not chosen already? I've been waiting for Alice in Chains for a long time, so I was de- there was definitely kind of a finally, like, yeah. I mean, were you like, you were probably holding off choosing it too, because you were probably like, I would choose it, but I know it's taking one away from <clears throat> Sam. Yeah, I, I felt <laughs> like because we had talked about it multiple times that that's something that you should <laughs> give me because you know the albums more and i just know the songs some songs more definitely an album guy i felt like that should be more in your hands specifically because that's something that we've discussed multiple times throughout the years is giving me alice in chains suggestions as far as (laughs) albums instead of just you know doing it myself i don't know why i couldn't just do that alice in chains was one of those bands that like early in our relationship we could listen to together alice in change is what it sounded like you said is that what they that's what they should call themselves now since they have a new lead singer <laughs> we are allison change mm-hmm. and like spell it allison a-l-l-i-s-o-n oh allison change allison change hate it all right so how many times did you listen to this i sadly i'm sorry i didn't make my three i only listened two, but i don't feel bad about it because i've known this album for a long time uh, it's it's in it's in the blood all right but obviously i could not remember one of the songs at the very beginning <laughs> Or end, but, but then for, I at first clicked in when a certain part comes in. I did get my three. Okay, uh, your least favorite song. Oh. Now this one. Oh, what's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be when Michelle chooses this? Is it put you down? Put you down. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm slurry. I'm slurry. It's actually the last song. It's called Real Thing. There's a couple reasons. One, I like this song. I'm fine with this song. I agree with you. I don't don't think it fits on this. I think it's a little too... I think, though, the problem is it's coming... I'm coming at it from 2022. If this is 1994, this would not feel near as dated at that time this would feel normal what about this 1990 song, when it came out this song feels I would have felt cutting edge at that time I mean like looking at it now all that dirt and dinge and 80s like grossness it doesn't sit well with me I don't think I would have felt like that in 1994 especially if I was of the age of this but eh, but the reason I don't like it is just this doesn't fit and it's the end of the album I'm out <laughs> Alright, what do you think that my least favorite song is? I think it's this one because it's the one you talk the shit most about. 
talk the shit most about. Yep. All right, that's this. Am correct. I right? Yeah, yeah, it's real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I don't need to listen to it anymore. We've listened to it plenty for it being a song that neither of us liked as much. Uh, this was the harder most one. Most favorite song. This is really tough for me to guess for you. It's very hard for me to guess for me too. Hmm. I am going to just throw some dookie into the wind and see what happens. Is it Bleed the Freak? That's a pretty good song. It's a pretty good song. It was between that and I can't remember. Well, I think I'm going to give it to I can't remember. That was my gut instinct, but I wasn't sure. I felt like it was maybe not heavy enough for it to be your favorite. Well, that's what I was going to say, is I think this has enough of everything that I like about Alice in Chains. It's got the dismal sound to it. It's got good good heavy guitar work right here. It's not, it's not upbeat, but it's not dragging. There's dragging parts to it. And I think uh, uh, Lane Staley's voice in this is... Um, what's the word? Powerful. Powerful and, like, uh, shown, like... I think he chooses this one to go in multiple different ways. Like, he does that a lot anyway, but... You think he is able to, I guess... I don't... I, I guess I'm struggling how... Because I know what you mean, He's but able to bring it down. He's like... He's and then, just able to do a lot with his voice, and you yeah. think that this showcasing. is a showcase. He's showcasing God damn it, I got there voice. at the exact same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good showcase. Yes, absolutely. Damn yeah. words. Like, and I think it might be the highest note he hits on the whole thing. And that, this, yeah, is Michael Jackson note. All right, what do you think my favorite song is on this album? This is hard. Uh, um, I naturally try not to choose hits. Okay. And I don't think that's your mentality. You're not a contrarian. If the hit is your favorite song, you'll still say it. Oh, it yeah. takes a lot for me to go... It's still your favorite song, so it's still your favorite yeah. song. And my brain goes, but you can't say it, it's the hit. And then, but if it's a good enough song, did you ever you say what the to. fourth single was, by the way? Yeah, it's the very top four We Die Young, Man in the Box, Sea of Sorrow, Bleed the Freak. I don't know, I guess I didn't realize Bleed the Freak was. Um, I'm just going to say Man in the Box is your, is your favorite. Nope, it's actually Confusion, surprisingly. Damn. I was really surprised with how much the song stuck with me wow. throughout the week. Oh, nice. Let's turn it up. It's a good song. This isn't a very good. Oh, this is when it gets bad. Yeah, we're good. I think it's. He gets really powerful. You get a lot of lane vocal things yeah. that I enjoy there as well. So I'm I'm fully into it. Fully in. How long have you been listening to this album? When was the first time? 36? Yeah. Listening to this full album, probably 16 years now, probably in my late teens, early 20s. And how did you originally feel about it when you first listened to it? On board. Choo-choo. I don't think there's been an Alice in Chains. chugga 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 I don't think there's been a Lane Staley Alice in Chains album that I haven't been on board for. Album. Yeah, it did sound a little frail there when I said it. Now, I've tried... Uh, other Alice in Chains, like I, I got Black Gives Way to Blue, and it was fine, but it just sounds more like a Jerry Cantrell album. It doesn't, it doesn't have that. For me, 
didn't have that Alice in Chains magic. Lane was a big part of the magic. Absolutely. Absolutely. No offense to anyone else. Oh, no. The new guy's a great singer. It's just... There's... And Jerry is talented. And, and I'm going to say that they both would probably say it, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, behind closed doors, I'm sure the lead singer now is like, yeah, how the fuck am I going to replace Lane Staley? Yeah, he's special. Okay. So, would you recommend this today? Mm. Yes. I would recommend it. It took a while. Explain yourself. Uh, because I always think, do I have to think of this in a group? Like, would I recommend it to somebody who listens to rock music? Or would I recommend this to anyone? Or to some depressed person? <clears throat> I would. <laughs> Which is like 50% at I, least. I, I recommend the this. population. <laughs> yeah, right. At least. I recommend this in the way of, if it's not your thing... It should be. <laughs> and I don't know why it's not. There's something missing. <laughs> Very direct. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is one of those bands where I go, no, it's a fact that they're good. If you don't like it, you just happen to be wrong. <laughs> All right. So regarding me ever listening to this again, I honestly can't say that I won't ever listen to it again. So I feel like that's the most honest answer that I can give. I can't say that I'm going to. I, I can't say that I never would. But we, I may not listen to the entire thing. I may skip a couple songs. Uh -huh. But I can't say that this song is or this album is out. And, and a further thing, Allison Chains is just always going to be in your listen. Like, I'm always going to enjoy you're them. Always going to enjoy it. And I do probably, it probably has piqued my interest too. And I've said this about other artists, like, to see what else they have, what other albums, I am interested in, you know, seeking out other albums well, and I, just giving them a listen or two. I think as the albums go on, more and more songs will be on that uh, mm -hmm. acoustic album or the unplugged album. So as it goes on, you check things out, you'll be like, oh, I know more of these now. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, giving this a rating of zero out of 10 all over the rock and roll kitties. I'm going to say that this, I'm going to give it a seven. Bingo. Giving it a seven. Bingo. As well. All right. Because I think there's better Alice in Chains albums. Yeah. And you can't deny that. I mean, maybe you can. I should say, I think that it is a strong debut album. Oh, God. So I think that alone and just how talented yeah. Lane is that and even the if there are the songs band. that just kind of, you know. Even if it's a little on the, you know, draining side sometimes, it doesn't have to be. It kind of just also depends on the mood that you're in mm -hmm. and how you're digesting it. So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I will uh, go ahead and say, Sam, can you describe this album in one word? Dismal. You've said that a lot. <laughs> um. I'm going to say, yeah. <laughs> Both words were perfect. <laughs> perfect. All right. So we are finished with the questions part of the podcast. We're finished officially with Allison Chains. Yes, Goodbye. We are. Bye -bye. And next, I will be giving you an album. I don't okay. feel like I should do anything movie for a while since I did two movies close together. And honestly, there's nothing that I really want to review that's that I would watch right now. Uh, but I do want to uh, touch on an album that I think that we will both enjoy very much. It's something that you are familiar with. So let's go ahead and uh, get this out. We will be listening to the album Street Songs 
by the one and only Rick James. Oh, I was sitting here like, I know that title. What is it? I thought it was uh, uh, Stevie Wonder there for a second. Uh, we've done Stevie. We have? <laughs> like an album? Yes, we have. <laughs> Holy shit. We sure have. <laughs> Songs I, in the Key of Life? I don't remember what it was. Right. I had to look it up to see if we had done this already. Oh, because that's how good our memory oh, is. Oh God, it's bad. But we're really it's almost really four years. We're like three and a half years into this. Almost four years. We're actually almost four. It was Jesus. like at the beginning of October. We'll be four years. So there have been a lot of albums <laughs> for sure. But that's it. We done. We are finished. We are done. Thanks for listening once again. We appreciate everybody. It. We really do. We're just giving you uh, hugs through your ears. We're hugging your eardrums right now. Ear huggins. <laughs> All right, we're going out on Sludge Factory. Unplugged Sludge Factory. Because Love it. you got to get some unplugged in there. If we're talking about Alice in Chains, you have it. to. It's beautiful. All right, everybody. Thanks again. If you want to edit videos for me for free or very cheaply, let me know. <laughs> Teach me. Please. Oh, yeah, I forgot that's the plan. Teach me and let me use the... The nice computer. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. We out. Bye-bye. By the way, by the way.